All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about let's learn something we really don't need to know. Hi, girls. Hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Fabulous. A little warm, but fabulous. Fantastic. We're all together. What could be better? Hell yes, we are, and we're drinking some amazing wine that Lynn provided today. Thank you. Welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Thank you very much. I'm Lynn Samuels. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Hannah Green. And we are drinking Stella Peach and Honey. Stella Rosa. Stella Rosa. It's peach amazing. It's slightly fizzy. It Got is. a taste of peach. You can taste the peach and honey. Yeah. It's a beautiful wine to sip on a very warm day. This is and exactly is. what we're doing, sipping. And it is very warm. Okay, it's a good one to gulp, chug. Put in your thermos? Yeah. Drink out of the bottle? Excellent. A bottle for you, a bottle for you, and a bottle for me. I thought you only bought two bottles. One of us is getting ripped off. Well, one of you has a bottle of water with an old bottle that I finished, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's very nice. Anyway, yes, welcome to everybody who's joining us today. Appreciate you being here. This is the place where we tell you something you didn't know that you needed to know. And it'll be interesting, entertaining. You might learn something. You might laugh a little. You will laugh. Your brain cells might die. They might not be drinking like we are. Oh, 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 oh. Not everybody drinks like us, you know. You know, I feel like people get the impression that's all we ever do. People we're, do get the impression that's all we ever do. We're just drunk all the time. Drunk? We're not. <laughs> not drunk. We're just happily buzzed. One of us has a job. I'm not drunk all the time. I'm not even buzzed all the time. That doesn't mean you're the one that has the job. You just said one of us has it. Means one of us goes to work drinking. I think the world would be a better place sometimes you if know, more people did that. I, Not everyone, like you know, I maybe have, a surgeon shouldn't or a doctor. Yeah, I have definitely worked with the public for many, many, many years. I have worked in retail for many years, and I like took up a petition at one of my last jobs to see if we could get a rum button attached to the Coke machine. Solves the calling in sick thing. I'll work extra hours. People are happy. Absolutely. Yes, I didn't get it, obviously, or I'd still be there. I think as a teacher, had I been allowed to drink, I think that I could have handled a lot more crap from the kids. I think I just would have been, like, a lot more laid back and a lot more chill. Yeah. My classroom would have been much more laid back. I should not drink on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Notice she said, I should Shouldn't. not. Not that she doesn't. She didn't say she doesn't. I do not drink on the job, and I should not drink on the job because... I work with the public, and when I drink, I lose my filter. All right. I, I Were cannot. you guys drinking on the way here? Because I felt like pulling in. She didn't have a filter to begin with. I have to argue that because her filter frequently involves putting her hands over her face, shaking her head. I don't do that in front of customers. Oh, Maybe so you should. Like <laughs> yeah. Nope. I censor right. what comes out of my mouth at work, at one, least when I'm in front of the customers. Good job, Hannah. Good job. Speaking of words that come out of your mouth, I have a word for the week. All right. Oh, all right. Mucilaginous. Okay, hold on. 
Now let's break this down. Mucilaginous. Mucilaginous. Now, now like, like, when I think of mucil, mucilax, mucinex, and mucinex, it's like thick, thick. Well, okay, so there's mucinex, which is like a cold medication, Mm -hmm. and then there's mucilax, which is like a laxative medication type thing. Yes, both of, oh, both of them are expectorants, and both of them help you get rid of things. Okay, Mm -hmm. so what are we, can we have the word again? We're going to get rid of something. (laughs) Mucilaginous. Mucilaginous. Laginous. Would you, would you like a sentence? This sounds like like gelatin, you know, gelatinous. Would you like a sentence? Yes. yes. I think it will help. The delicious, salty, earthy taste is often overlooked due to the mucilaginous texture of it. Oh, I think it's like thick and slimy. Yeah. Mucusy. Yeah, I'm thinking oystery. Mm. Slimy, yeah. It's going to yeah. be. Yeah. It's going to be slimy. Like a mouthful of snot. <laughs> <laughs> Salty, earthy taste. That's not after right. you've been mowing. That's, that's our guess. Slimy. It's slimy. All right. It is having a viscous or gelatinous consistency. My sweet Like the crap that comes in the spam can. <laughs> or the, Wrapped around the or pretend meat. your mouth full of snot after you, you know, are out there mowing. All right, Mary, do you have a word? I do. I do have a word. Okay. Now, I had to, like, Google this how to say this because it, um... Uh, wasn't really working for me. All right. So. Cathos. 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 With Cathos. a C. With a C. C-A-T-H-O-S. No. Please spell the word. <clears throat> C-A-C-O-E-T-H-E-S. I'm so confused. I know. That's why I Googled how to say it and listened many times. Because it sounds like, it smells like a couple silent... is what it looks like. It looks like it should be saying. There's a couple silent, quiet letters in there, unlike this round table we have here. There's no silent here. I think it's a word that Mary and her imaginary friend made up. (laughs) Stop it. Stop knocking my imaginary friends. Well, pathos is a belief that you have, I believe. So... I think cathos is beliefs that cats have. I think that cathos are the beliefs that Catholics insist the entire world must believe and follow. Wow. Huh. Wow, we just went religious. Like that you should sit, kneel, and stand at a regular basis, which I would like to point out, I was talking to my friend yesterday and describing that to her, how we did that, I realized... When I was teaching, they told us to have kids move regularly so they didn't get tired and could pay attention more. The whole reason for the sit-stand kneel is to keep us awake in church. All right, how about if we go back to the word of the week? Oh, yeah. Cats. Cathos. Cathos. I think it's Catholic beliefs that they believe everyone in the world should follow. And I think it's cats. Beliefs cats hold. Would you like to use this in a sentence? Yes. Okay, let's make this personal. Uh oh. <laughs> One of our siblings, who shall remain un- unnamed. Hold on, wait, I have a question. Yeah. Pick me. Is that sibling in this room? Absolutely. Okay. I have a question. Uh, wait. <laughs> One of our father's children, who shall remain unnamed. Who's in this room? Yes. Is this a sibling? Frequently. Frequently. Has bouts of this. 
Is it's this diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Is Cathos where you use the Lord's name in vain? <laughs> Contained it. Oh. Barely. Barely. Oh, I did not spit. Good. That's sacrilegious. Okay. It's like spitting holy water out of the <laughs> little thing you dip your fingers <laughs> in. Like gargling. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty mouth. Not anymore. Wash your mouth out. I did. Anyway. <laughs> oh, all right. Oh my gosh. They're praying for us right now. Oh, they boy. probably do after every time they listen. It may be during. All right. Anybody have a guess? I told you. Using the Lord's name in vain. No. Uncontrollable laughter. Or that would have been a good one, but no. Saying really inappropriate things. That's Tourette's Lynn. Tourette's. <laughs> no. Only without, well, I guess with the Sperry. Having insatiable, ur- insatiable urges to do things that are inadvisable. It's her. We're not naming names. I didn't. I said her. We're all hers. I could have been pointing to anyone. There might be a mirror. That's almost, that's really close to the mom face. I mean, that's it's getting really close. <laughs> it's a good word. I gotta say it's a good word. It is a good word. Someone in here does many unadvisable things regularly. All right, you ready for my she word? who shall remain unnamed. But it's kind of proud of it. I'll drink to that. Because she has not died from any of them. Obviously, she's here. Right, for the record, we're not I calling look, her Bernita. For the record, <laughs> I hope that we have at least one bout of Cathos on our vacation. Excellent. Because I think if it doesn't kill you, it becomes an adventure, not something that was unadvisable. Oh, trust me, we've had many of those. All right. Here's, okay. Here's my word, ladies. Are you gonna pull us back into reality? Mudlark. 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 This isn't hard. No, that's not hard at all. Mud is like dirty water. It's singing. A lark is it's having fun in the mud. Fun, but you're instead having fun while singing. In the rain. Instead of the rain, I'm you're singing. singing in the mud. Just singing in the mud. What a beautiful day. Well, there went all twelve of the listeners. They the have just. God. Oh no, they were praying for us. They've now turned it off. <laughs> They've given up. Prayer is not gonna help. Their ears are bleeding. <laughs> wow. I thought you sounded wonderful. Thank you. You were right there with me. Thank you. Mudlark. Mudlark, <laughs> you are both completely incorrect. It's an animal. I'm shocked. See, it isn't so. <laughs> it isn't so. Let's Mu- drink about this. Give us a sentence. Give us a sentence with a mudlark. I think it's a fish. <clears throat> we all frequently enjoyed being mudlarks at High Banks. Oh, just kids playing in the dirt. Playing in the bumming around, playing in the mud. Like larking about. There's a lot of things that we enjoy, though, up there. I think it has to do with larking. Drinking. Larking is to have fun, I think. I think it's drinking. Drinking in the mud. Drinking in the mud? Having fun. I think it's just having fun. I don't know. Okay. Playing in the mud. Okay. Kind of. So, the definition that I was using the sentence as is someone who scavenges in the mud looking for valuable objects. We used to look for shells and rocks and pretty things. Oh, my God. 
So I was listening, no, this is serious. I was listening to a podcast yesterday and somebody wrote in and they were talking about this, but they called it mud something else. It wasn't mud larking, it was something else, really close. And she was telling that she went on this first date with this guy and they went and they did this thing where they go into the mud and they find things. And she found what she thought was like a fossilized shark tooth or fish tooth, something really big. And it turned out it was actually a human tooth from like 300 years ago. Oh, that's Because she had it upside down. <laughs> like a sharp tooth. I don't know what human tooth looks like a sharp tooth. They had it upside down. And it had the pointy, like, like not the, all sharp, like not the, all right, root. Right, the root was yeah. there. Got well, it. and, and it depends on which. Ago, their teeth are not going to stay, like, in the same shape as ours right, do. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, it was really yes. cool. Yeah, so I did hear that term just, like, two or three days ago. Well, the other... The other definition, which may or may not apply to I don't at know least, that I've ever played in the mud looking for value. We used to no. We used to dig in the in the dirt in the in the lake at high banks looking for pretty rocks and shells and things. And to us as children, those yeah, were valuable. Okay, we're right. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Right. And then we'd sell them at our stand by the mailbox. Okay. That nobody ever drove down the road because we were on a dead end street. Yeah. And mom never pointed that out to us. We were having fun. We were being quiet. That's all she cared about. We weren't bothering her. Oh, my God. All right. Good words this week, ladies. Yeah. All, all right. right. Lynn, you have a story for us? Or, wait, wait. wait. If we don't or, have a tidbit. We do have tidbits. Okay. Have tidbits. Give us a tidbit. This woman in Missouri was awarded $5.2 million in a settlement from the insurance company Geico. I know. Oh, I didn't read it though. Because she the little lizard guy. Because she contracted a sexually transmitted disease from her partner in his car. What does this have to do with the insurance company? Show explain this because I asked that same question, which is why I read the article. This is bullshit. So the the car was insured by Geico. Now, the woman um, contracted an STD or as they call them now, STIs. And she um, <clears throat> she submitted a petition to GEICO directly, originally. And she alleged that her sexual partner, partner negligently caused or contributed to cause her to be infected by not taking proper precautions and by neglecting to inform her about his diagnosis. And his insurance company had the policy that provided coverage for her injuries and losses because it occurred in his vehicle. Now, how do you prove that you had sex in this car? And that's where you hold got on. it from. Really, because I'm sure that she had sex more than once. So basically, yeah. Geico blew off her, her filing, her claim. Okay? And so she made an additional offer with them and she kept trying to get them to pay her claim and they wouldn't pay it. She finally even was like, I'm going to sue you. And she made an offer to settle with them for a million dollars and they denied coverage and refused her settlement offer. And here's where she ended up with the settlement. They denied coverage. So the case was sent to an arbitrator and the arbitrator determined that there was sexual activity in the insured's automobile that directly caused or directly contributed to cause the woman to be infected, despite her former partner's knowledge of his positive diagnosis. He admitted he, was, he had this diagnosis. He admitted to the whole thing. 
$2.5 million because you got, what, gonorrhea? 5.2. Oh, sorry, I had my numbers mixed up. Hold on, wait. like, got gonorrhea or something? Chlamydia? She got HPV. Okay. I just want to say, having Geico as my insurer right now, and having had someone hit us and run and then get caught by the police, and they admitted to the police, and Geico is now, well, their insurance is denied, and so we're going to jack your rates up. Bullshit. Good for her. Screw Geico. So here's the thing. that little lizard sucks balls. So the arbitrator. Oh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I cannot stand Geico. They so, have made it horrendous for us. So the arbitrator uh, subli- subsequently agreed that $5.2 million would fairly compensate the woman for damages and injuries. That's almost worth going out and getting... An now, STD for Larry agree with that. Geico, 5.2 million. He very well would think about it. <laughs> Geico appealed the court's confirmation of the arbitration award, asserting that the court didn't give Geico a meaningful opportunity to defend its interests. And the three-judge panel that reviewed the appeal confirmed the settlement decision and said. At the time of Geico's intervention, liability and damages had been determined by an arbitrator and confirmed by the trial court. Geico has no right to relitigate these issues. Yeah, I didn't issues. think so. I thought once you agreed to do arbitration, that was it. You yeah, cannot appeal it. arbitration. Feel so the panel also wrote that Geico could have defended its interest by entering a defense of the insured individual. Instead, Geico did not take advantage of this opportunity and instead denied coverage and refused to defend the insured which is why they have to pay this woman 5.2 million dollars for hpv Holy shit i think she needs to be a little more picky about her partners but that's my personal you opinion. can't always tell by looking at someone oh my god yeah all right so there you go okay all right mary you got a tidbit are you ready to i do on? the post office at port Lockroy is known as the Penguin Post Office. It's a popular tourist destination on Goodyear Island, just off of the west side of the Antarctic Peninsula. Now, the historic site receives about 18,000 visitors every season, and the area is also filled with penguins. It's a British Antarctic territory. Uh, Post Lockroy's Base A, home to the post office, was established in 1944, is operated as a British research station. Now it is managed by the UK Antarctic Heritage Trust, which operates the museum and gift shop, and profit from the shop supports renovations of other historic sites in Antarctica. Now you're probably wondering what all of this has to do with anything. I'm just thinking, how many historic sites are there in Antarctica? I was thinking, go Antarctica. Yeah, there's a job opening. Only one of the three of us likes the cold. Bye, Mary. I don't like the cold at all. You like it more than Lynn and I do. Um, so, not only do they have all of this other stuff, but they also monitor the impact of visitors uh, on the penguins and the penguin chicks. Aww. They study all of this. So, living and working on the island is far from luxurious, and on top of the cold temperatures, which can be as low as 43 degrees Fahrenheit, and with the wind can feel a lot colder. The accommodations are a little limited. Was that 43 degrees or 
43 below. Did I say 43? You, you did. did which 23. I'm like 23. Sorry, 23. All right. Is that 23 below zero? No, it just says 23 degrees Fahrenheit. That's not it can cold. feel much colder with the wind. That's not even cold. I'm confused because when I went to Ottawa, it was five below without the wind chill. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand. So they're looking for someone to work there. But what they want you to know before you fill out your job application is that the staff members share one bedroom. There's no flushing toilet. Instead, one of you has to empty the camp toilet every day. There's also no running water. There's no showers. If you want a shower, you have to make sure that you're on the docks when a visiting ship goes by, because that way you get your shower. So in some cases, you might go two weeks without a shower if you take this job. There's no internet access. There's no cell phone reception. So basically, staffers have very little communication. But are there spiders? That's what I want. In the event of an emergency, medical evacuations to a hospital could take as many as seven days. So if you are interested in this position, you can feel free to apply. The position runs from November to March every year. Just in case you're interested. You want to go study penguins. If there are no spiders, I, I might be interested. In Antarctica? I can't imagine that there's a lot of spiders in That's Antarctica. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that might be yeah. good. I can't, yeah. Yep, they're looking for some help to help with their environmental studies. And now everybody is well informed. Excellent. Yes. I think I'm interested. Okay. Good for you. All right. You have a story? I do. All right. I do. First, there were pistachios. Yep, I remember pistachios. Then avocados. Oh, the avocado. Avocado. Mercado murders or something, yes. Thefts. Thefts of avocados. Yes, but she decided it was a Mercado murder. You two, like, went off on this whole tangent about Mercado murder, and I was very <laughs> confused. All right. Well, now I'm going to bring you sea cucumber thefts. Who steals a sea cucumber? Because apparently thieves are going to thief anything they can get their freaking hands on. Okay. That's yep. interesting. All right. Yes. For those that don't know, Sea cucumbers, they're eyeless, limbless echinoderms with leathery skin and long bodies. They are not a vegetable like some people think. They, they do are. not go well on a salad. You don't know that for sure. I was just going to say. The many species range in color from pink and orange and red to brown, gray, and black. Some are smooth and look like a giant round slug or an oddly colored cucumber, hence their name, while others are actually covered in small spikes. Their size can be anywhere from one inch to six feet. Oh my god! Yes. That's huge. Yes. Yes, they can be quite huge. They live from one to five years. Now these amazing creatures live on the ocean floor and they are found all around the world. Their diet is comprised of small food particles on the ocean floor and waste particles that sink down. Sea cucumbers though are vital to the ocean ecosystem as they help purify it because their diet helps reduce the acidity level, which is rising from human activity. Right. And they also excrete material that's vital to, coral, to uh, coral reefs. So it's kind of like the plants filtering the air we breathe. They're doing that in the ocean. So Southeastern Asian countries in China love them. 
what not do they love love them like for? oh they're wonderful we should take care of them but they're to eat them yeah they're a delicacy what they're dried fried pickled raw and on salads oh my god yes they're also used in cosmetics medicine and they are believed not correctly but believed to be an aphrodisiac well, I guess anything could be an aphrodisiac if you set your mind to it. Yes. Yes, but these are, you know, one of those things. So, in the far past, they were a sign of wealth, and dried sea cucumbers were presented as a gift of honor. But in the 1980s, things began to change. At that time, the cost was $70 per kilo, or a little over two pounds. So, about $35 for a pound of okay. sea cucumbers. So, how many sea cucumbers can you fit in a pound? Well, it depends on the different sizes of one inch versus a six foot and the different species. So it just, it, it, it truly, truly depends. Okay. And now the cost has gone up astronomically from the 80s. So it's now over $300 per kilo. Well, it's like 40 years later, honey. Right. And up to $3,500 per kilo. Coke well, is cheaper. That's nuts. I think I'll just be a vegetarian. Yes. Thank you. Well, did you just say Coke is cheaper? <laughs> <laughs> like Coca-Cola, I'm sure she meant. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what she meant. Yes, Coca-Cola, like that Starlight stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. There you go. <laughs> Mountain Dew. All right. From 96 to 2011, countries that export sea cucumbers grew from 35 countries to 83 countries due to the demand for them. For some species that are more desirable, there has been a 60% decrease in their population due to over-harvesting them. That, in turn, of course, makes the price go up because as things get harder to buy and rarer, the more they cost. Yep. Yep. The more they cost, the more people want them. Supply and demand. Yep. This creates a vicious circle that endangers the sea cucumbers further. And as the value increases, the amount of illegal smuggling also increases, which in turn decreases their number even further. In 2008, there were 21 different species that were considered commercially viable, meaning they could harvest them and sell them on a regular basis. But in 2015, so seven years later, there were only nine. Wow. Way over harvested, obviously. Uh, Yeah. Off the Yucatan Peninsula, the number of sea cucumbers has dropped 95% in two years. That's insane. It is. It is. That's it. It and it's not like people know about this. So that to me, that's just. Well, the thing I, is, I'm not even, the word is not even coming to my mind. But yeah, it's it's a big deal. So this is a low risk, high return crime, which is hard to combat. So the payoff, if you think about that price at $3,500 per kilo. So if we take half of that, so yeah, you like $17.50 per pound. $17.50 per pound. $1,000 per pound of anything that you can go out in the ocean and find is incredible. And the the penalties if you get caught are... The fines are not... They're not... They're not a deterrent? No, no. Different countries have different regulations, so the smugglers actually take advantage of that. India has a complete ban on harvesting and selling sea cucumbers and has since 2001, which is great. They're considered a protected species, like a tiger or something. Okay. Okay, but smugglers who illegally harvest sea cucumbers in India just take them across the border to Sri Lanka, where it is legal, 
if you have a license. So they'll get a license in Sri Lanka, go over to India where they're more prolific. Because nobody's harvesting them there. Because nobody's, well, only the smugglers are. Right. And then they bring them back to Sri Lanka and they legally ship them off to Southeast Asia. Another tactic is just to stay in India and label them as a different product that's legal because lots of those things could look alike. Oh my god. Yeah. So, and that area, while being the biggest area for sea cucumber harvesting, is not alone with the problems. It has spread. It's on the rise, and a lot of places that previously have never had any sort of problem like this are seeing the problems. The smuggling and the amount of money being made is even leading to violence. Wildlife inspectors are being attacked by the smugglers when they get caught. They're oh my just God. Like, willing to kill for this. Rivals are burning each other's boats. And not just another smuggler's boats, but they're burning the boats of anybody else. So the fishermen who have licenses are getting their boats burned. And these people who live in near poverty and are just living, you know, right, right. week to week or whatever, they can't afford to replace their boat. That's so, crazy. Yeah, that and that's sucks. for some of them that's their sole income, so now they don't have money to replace their boat and they don't and have And now they have no make. income. Yep. That is sucks. Wow. And even the Yakuza crime organization in Japan has gotten in on the illegal harvesting sea cucumbers because it is so profitable. In 2015, a group of men overpowered armed guards at a warehouse in El Cuyo in the Yucatan Peninsula and stole three and a half tons of sea cucumbers. Jesus, that's like 7,000 pounds. Yep. They don't care about the amount of sea cucumbers, the state, or the, the state of the ocean, or the ecological repercussions. They don't care about the legal fishermen who have been harvesting them for generations and whose livelihoods depend on them. And it's not just their livelihoods that are in danger, but also their actual lives. In Yucatan, at least 40 divers have died trying to harvest the sea cucumbers because they were used to uh, them being closer to the shore. Right. And they could just take their boat out and dive free yeah. and dive down. They figure well, a couple now as they go yeah. out farther and farther, it's getting more and more dangerous. There have been drownings. They're having to go farther and farther down to get them. And, and when they come up, equipment. if you right, if you don't have the proper equipment and you don't know how, you're forced to go to the deeper water. When you come up, if you come up too fast, you get the bends. You get the bends, which is uh, decompression sickness, which is often fatal for them. So right. yeah, so people are dying because they need to keep doing this, and that's all they have. So. Wow. Um, but governments around the world, they've stepped up their game. Task force have formed to combat the poaching. Good. In 2015, there were eight arrests. In 2019, it was up to 32 arrests. In 2020, it was up to 58 arrests. Good for them. The question is, though, is this increase due to them being better at catching them, or is it because there's more smuggling going there's on? More, yeah. Or is right. it a combination of both? So that's really hard to tell. Yes. That's a good question, though. Yes. In 2011 to 2021, so 10 years, Mexico and the U.S. authorities seized over 100 metric tons of illegally harvested seeds. Oh, my God. Okay. So, so what do they do with them, What though? do they do with them? Because if they just destroy them, then... I'm they, sure they just destroy them. But it's such a waste. I mean, I don't oh, know Why don't we feed sure. the hungry? Why don't we just feed the hungry? I'll starve, thanks. You've never had one. How do you know you won't like it? Uh, something, I haven't had caviar either, but no thanks. But, so these sweet cucumbers were worth almost $30 million, and there were a total of 97 arrests over those 
Good over for them. those 10 years. Good. Wow. In February 2020, authorities were tipped off and found half a million dollars worth of sea cucumbers on an abandoned island in India that they had just dropped off and were probably going to come back and get. In August that same year, three men were caught illegally smuggling sea cucumbers worth $604,000. In Washington state, a poaching ring was found, and they were guilty of overfishing sea cucumbers, so they had a license for a certain amount. But they'd overfished it by oh. 250,000 pounds. The leader was sentenced to two years in prison and given a fine of one and a half million dollars. In case you think that sounds like a good deterrent, at its lowest price, this is the very lowest for sea cucumbers, at 250,000 pounds of them, the value of 75 million. So take one and a half off of there and you know, are you yeah. going to go to jail for two years? Probably easy off with light sentencing, you know, good yep. behavior. It's a nonviolent crime. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, while the government is trying to combat sea cucumber smuggling, they may not be doing enough. Well, I think obviously they're not. Smugglers are determined because of the profit. If it's worth the risk, then they're going to continue. Authorities, they lack the resources resources to patrol all the waters constantly. Think about right. how big the area right. is that sea cucumbers are in. They're everywhere. Right. The smugglers, they can't be stopped in the process of doing it. So most of the smuggling in Asia goes through Sri Lanka. So it's the supply chain. They have to stop the supply chain to effectively combat it, and they're not making any headway there. Unfortunately, sea cucumbers are not cute and cuddly not even as a baby so the public anger it's not there to fuel the politicians to do the right thing nobody's up in arms save the sea cucumbers in fact like i said many people don't know what a sea cucumber is they might believe it's a vegetable it's slimy it's gross it's not important there's no PETA posters for save the sea cucumbers anywhere in sight but there should be because you don't have to be furry and cuddly to be worth saving wow who knew that was a problem I didn't know that was a problem. Me either until I read the article. It like, brings oh. us a lot of problems. I do. And I have solutions. Yes? Okay. Tell us your solutions. PETA posters. Make PETA posters. Make them cute and cuddly. Start making little cartoons with them. That's how I like spiders, the little jumpy spiders. I didn't used to like any. Now I like jumpy spiders because of the little cartoon with the little spider that talks to people. And he's really cute and adorable. So if we get a little... Uh, like a cartoon, little, a little sea cartoon slug. stuffy that talks to you, and it's a sea slug. Then people care more about the sea slugs. You know, we could get the Kardashians on board, and they can, you know, please not, no. They can no. save the no sea cucumbers. Anybody but the Johnny Depp, pirate, is associated with the sea already. There you go. He's, got, right. he's got good face right now. He's got he's, I because don't know about he good face. We're, we're not going there. Nah, no, not going there. <laughs> Saying whether I agree or disagree, right now the public is happy with him. Yes, I will listen. Yes. Okay. All right, Johnny Depp, if you're listening, save the sea cucumbers. You've got this. Make the t-shirts. Yes. Good job. Wow, very All nice. Right. Oh, well, thank you to everyone who stopped and 
listened to Lynn's story, spent some time with us. We hope that you enjoyed your time. Save the sea cucumbers. Petition your local politician, regardless of where you live, save the the sea cucumbers, yes. Unless you're in Arizona, then you should probably, you know, figure out somebody else because... Hey, they can, you know what, if they're in government, they can, yeah, they can still care. They have friends in higher places. That's right. Okay, fair enough. Yep. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. Good catch. You can find us at tmsidntk at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter, Instagram. I think we might even be on Reddit. If you have suggestions, ideas, comments, thoughts, stories you want us to cover, corrections, because we make our own stories, we do our own research. Yep, we get a lot of good ideas from you guys. Um, Yeah, reach out. We love to hear from you. If you have enjoyed your short stop with us. If you're still here with us. (laughs) (laughs) You haven't run off screaming. If you're not passed out drunk, if your ears are not bleeding, then feel free to follow us. Click the follow button, automatically downloads it for you. You don't have to go hunting for us. Refollow us if you need be. Yeah, refollow <laughs> us. Um, you can follow us on, on Twitter. You can follow us on Facebook. That helps us grow. It helps other people find us. Leave us a rating and a review on the streaming platforms. And remember, it's based on the information provided, not the singing ability. Just saying. Good point. I forgot all about that. I hope they did too. If you'd like to send, if you'd like to send Lynn a Razzie, wow. Let me know. I will provide you with an address. Anything else today, ladies? Everybody Save deserves this. the same amount of love, whether they're furry or not. Yeah. Save the sea cucumber. Have a great day, guys. Bye.
Oh 